This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Late for Everything Thompson. How's it going today, Charles L.F.E. Thompson? Uh, just receiving the hate. Good. You know, I Get take it all hate. in, and I bottle it up, and then I release it one day. There's people that have hate in their heart for you mm-hmm. specifically, and they let it out, and that's... They- it's one of the virtues of the it. Fed Haters Club. Apparently, people might think you're a Fed. That Are you a Fed? You know, legally, no, if I asked point, if you're a Fed, you have to tell me. I'm at this point in my mental health journey. Yeah. People are allowed to judge and think however they want. Good. And you know what? It doesn't, I don't care. Because you've reached rock bottom and no one can possibly f- push I, you further down? I'm as far down as one can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, good job, Costco. Yeah. Uh, All right. I like it. There's um, actually something underneath rock bottom, by the way. Yeah. It's called hell. It's, I was going to say, yeah. it's, a, it's a flaming ball of fire-ness. Yeah. Well, hey, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning and not all of that other stuff. Uh, we want to tell you And nihilism when we want. Nihil- nihilistic Thursday. Right, at, It comes right after White Pill Wednesday. <laughs> you know? Join us and MC Lisa Kennedy at the Freedom Fest, which is July 12th through the 15th. Save 50 bucks off your early bird rate if you use the promo code. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Good morning, 50. By tomorrow. Good morning, 50. Thousands of which liberty. Which with good morning, liberty. It does. Good morning, 50. 5.30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thousands of liberty-loving folks are going to be there. Steve Forbes, Larry Sharp, Hannah Cox, Mike Cohen, a bunch of people. Tulsi Gabbard, Matt Taibbi, Inez, Freedom, Michael Orr, you know, did you see that movie, The Blind Side? Which, by the way, Inez is not that tall. We took a picture with him in Miami. Are you taller than him? No, well, your no, brother. My brother is. He was taller than him. Yes. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And some other great people are going to be there as well. So come there and hang out with all of these fine folks. And us being some of the fine folks the, that people need finer, to hang out with. Some yeah. of the finer folks. The finer folks that are going to be mm-hmm. there. No offense to Inez or anything, but, you know. He's no, he's no Nate Thurston. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. All right. This exchange took place yesterday. Jamal Bowman was out there trying to get social media attention uh, while talking about gun control, yelling at Republicans as they were walking through Congress about gun control. And let's see what happened when Thomas Massey decided to talk with him calmly. Children at all. Cowards. Pressure them. 
force them to respond to the question, why the hell will you do anything to save America's children? And let them explain that all the way up until election day of 2024. Let them explain it all the way up to election day of 2024. They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're not here. I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been I'm talking about gun violence. Oh my Carry guns? You think more guns lead to more death? More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're, you're, you're carrying the water for the gun lobby. Look at the data. More guns lead to more deaths. States that have open carry laws have more death. States that have open carry laws have more death. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That, that's a, what, calm down, children are dying. Nine-year-old children. The, the solution is not arming teachers. Have you ever worked in a school? 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 Can't talk to these people, man. What do you mean by these people? <laughs> exactly. Now, See, Massey, I call myself out, you know? I don't, I don't need you, anybody else to do it for me. I don't know if you heard Massey, but Massey did say, calm down. He did. Uh, which I thought you could say to men, but uh, apparently not. I mean, he got real hot. I thought he was going to punch Massey there for a second. Calm down. Yeah, Children that, are dying. That didn't work. Massey yeah. is trying to say, there was another video that had better audio from, from Massey uh, that I guess I could have played, but Massey was trying to say that there's never been a shooting at a school that allowed teachers to carry. And that's what he was, that's what he was trying to say all the time. There, mm -hmm. ha, there have been zero shootings at schools that allow teachers to carry. And so there's a solution. Now, funny enough, I, uh, I did see a pretty, a pretty good tweet from the other side of that that said, stop saying that you want teachers to carry guns. You won't even let us pick what books your kids read. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I get it. It's a pretty funny joke. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good point. Not going to lie. Um, do you think that's a viable solution sort of to the immediate problem? It's not a solution to the real underlying root cause problem. Well, if you look at what this particular shooter did, which is what sparked this conversation, if I can call it that, mm. uh, or this talking to, it's more accurate depiction i think yeah of what happened um then the shooter clearly the police stated picked the location based on the fact that there was no threat to yeah. the shooter actually did a threat assessment at another location and determined that there was too much security and decided to go to the school instead mm -hmm. so that could be a viable immediate solution to this problem yeah i think you know obviously in, what's weird is politicians, especially high-level politicians, will travel, and high-level celebrities, they travel with armed security. Mm -hmm. But they're special. So They got legacy blue check marks and stuff like that. So what's interesting is, like, it obviously, it, they believe in that so much that they do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. So here's, a, here's one of the problems. I think... Back in the day, Jason Stapleton did a really good job of talking about this, being a former contractor mm -hmm. um, who I think talked about how it doesn't matter what type of security you have. If you have someone that wants to do harm bad enough, they'll find a way to infiltrate the different levels um, that exist. 
Um, but for those that maybe de- there are mo- most folks are deterred by certain levels of security, um, unless they're willing to lose their life in the process. Mm-hmm. So having levels of security like that, uh, maybe all doors are locked. There's armed people inside. Um, there's interlocking doors on the inside that lock. There's all these different levels of security. It becomes much harder to reach the target at the, in the very least. Yeah. And then I think Massey makes a good point by saying, look, everywhere that schools have the ability to be armed, there have been zero. That's the data. Zero. That's pretty good. Zero is a pretty good number when it comes to school shootings. Yeah, pretty that's, good. Yeah, that's that's the number that I prefer. But then uh, also, I like what Costco said. You know, he's like a piece of shit standing on the graves of children. Um, I'm reminded of that video by the... Swear jar, by the way. It's quarter. That's fine. Yeah. I'm reminded of the video from um, this former Marine who gave a speech that said, you know, I held my brothers while they were dying. Mm-hmm. I bled for this right. Like, you're not going to take it away from me. You're not going to use the graves of dead children to to take rights away. How dare you, essentially. Politicians are really good at using dead people to further their political agenda, any, though. Any tragedy. Yeah, COVID. any kind of tragedy possible. COVID. Basically anything that could lead to less rights for the people and uh, more power for them. They're really good at that. Mm-hmm. That thing. Uh, really but, good at virtue signaling. I want to go through it. They're really weird. Because this guy's doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, he can go back to his constituents and be like, did you see what I did? Mm-hmm. I yelled at people. I'm doing something. Which, by the way, is really good marketing. It's, it's, it's great it's marketing. It's tangible. It's something mm-hmm. for people to hold on to. And uh, it's, it's much harder to sell the unseen. They're really what we're trying to do every day. <laughs> we are trying to sell things that you can't see, which is very difficult. Um, the weird thing that's happening, and I don't want to stick on the shooting thing for too much because now we got a few days worth of talking about this, like four days worth of talking about this on the show. I am really concerned by the, by the way that this has turned into who the victim is in this scenario. We talked about that on Tuesday already, I believe. Uh, but you're seeing more and more uh, that the problem that is coming out of this shooting is that the right is using it to escalate their anti-trans rhetoric. And, of course, basically continuing to blame the right and any of the states that have enacted any of the things they enacted, uh, like banning gender-affirming care for minors, uh, which which is their terminology on that thing. We would call it something else. Uh, like child abuse or or mutilation of children, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but banning gender affirming care for minors, Nashville having their drag ban, whatever you want to call it, wasn't a drag ban. I still think it's a dumb law because it's not enforceable, but whatever. Um, I think that they're actually ratcheting up the rhetoric. And this is a rare time where a shooting takes place and the mainstream media is actually pushing more and more of the rhetoric that led to the person committing the shooting. The main thing was they were, they were mentally ill in some kind of way and individuals commit these shootings, not groups of people. We know that it was really weird to see them dig in so deep on this person was a victim. This person was oppressed. They're implicitly stating justification. Yes. They are literally 
carry they're trying to give all of the reasons for why this is happening and saying the right better stop doing what they're doing they better stop at these laws or they more better kids are gonna die. yeah this is what's gonna happen you know and i of course we don't condone it but some people are gonna get mad and and take it into their own hands and it's a really weird thing to say now this article from the washington post says nashville shooting exploited by right to escalate anti-trans rhetoric. And so I, you could just pick apart the headline, really, and not even... If we wanted to talk about the hypocrisy of this headline in itself, the fact that a shooting is being exploited by a political uh, party to escalate rhetoric against the group that the person uh, committed the shooting is a member of whatever member that is was now, was a member was of. not anymore <laughs> now typically you would you would see people after a shooting talking about i don't know white people or toxic masculinity domestic terrorists white supremacy domestic terrorists anti-government extremists stuff like that so they have no problem making a political on that no side. that's fine immediately after shootings that's what you get always all the time mm -hmm. But now the problem is that the right is going after what the mainstream considers to be a victim class, an oppressed class. And since they are in the press class, uh, that must be what drove them to do this terrible thing. And therefore, you can't really blame them. You have to blame the people who made them feel so oppressed and so hateful towards everyone. And now talking about them or whatever the ideology was that led to this is actually just more of what caused this to happen, and you can't push that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's really weird, and I just dug in, I, I mean, like five minutes worth of looking at, well, one more example here. Uh, Charlotte Clymer, Ukraine flag, blue check, which either means uh, important or has $8. We don't know which one it is. I didn't look. Uh, this person says, I have no problem recognizing that a trans man murdered these children and staff. I'm glad police arrived and killed him before he could murder other innocents. She, it was a girl. But if you're going to ask me to answer for him, Her. shouldn't you answer for the 99.7% of mass shooters who aren't trans? Now, this person is making a good point, except for using dumbass pronouns while talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I get the point they're trying to make. They're correct about the point. Okay? If they hold true all the time to this point, this is the proper answer. And we've seen this a lot, we've seen this a lot right now. Well, trans, the trans community doesn't have to answer for this one person going and doing this or the other few people beforehand. They're right about that. They are. Individuals commit crimes. Just like People who look like me and Charlie don't have to answer for the other shootings because we didn't commit the crimes. Another interesting thing to show you after this. So what you're saying is as long as they apply that as a principle mm -hmm. across the board. As long as this is always the principle. Which it should be. Then this person, they are correct right now. What I wonder is if uh, the next time a Christian goes into a... a trans uh, drag queen place and shoots up the place if they're going to blame Christianity or Christians in general 
or whatever the race of the person is what or whatever. The, what was the Pulse nightclub? That was, well, was that, that was a, that was. Wasn't he also part of the community? No, no, that was oh. the one, that was Club Q. Okay. Uh, the guy said he identified as uh, gender, uh, binary blinker fluid. I'm, I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. Um, that just, just a few old things from the New York Times after shootings happen. I was looking at what kind of things do they post after a after a shooting happens, uh, like this one that happened in El Paso. Um, we have a white nationalist terrorist problem. Now, okay, it could be a white nationalist terrorist that committed this thing. That's fine. White extremist ideology drives many deadly shootings. Okay, well, I I don't agree. I'm not a white extremist ideologist, so I guess they're not talking about my group. In that, except for the fact that that ends up getting applied to all white people who think that uh, being on time is a good thing. So it applies to, you know, a lot of people except for Charlie. Or that think you math know? is real. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. I, so I don't know who they determine to be uh, a white extremist. Mass shooters are all different except for one thing. Most are men. Okay. So that's fine to point out that most of them are men. No problem with that at all. Uh, I, I don't know if. That should make men worry that when you walk around in public, people are going to worry that you're going to start shooting them up or something like that, or it's going to make people hate men because they're toxic. I'm not sure. The difference is if you are, whether or not you are a member of the oppressed or the oppressor class, that is literally the difference on this thing. If you are a member of the oppressed and wherever you are on the victimhood totem pole, then it cannot be you or even your group's fault. It's never the group's fault. It's the person's fault. But according to the media, it's never you or the group's fault. If you are what they deem to be a member of the oppressor class, then it's not just you. It's everyone who looks like you or is a member of whatever group they deem you to be in because you're one of the oppressors. It's oppressors and oppressed all the way down. That's just the way it goes. Okay, that's, that's where we live. The real enemy there, <clears throat> by the way, is collectivism. Is putting people in groups instead of looking at people as individuals. That's the real problem. I will admit the trans thing is a little bit more difficult. We talked about this on Monday or Tuesday. Not Monday, because we didn't know for sure about that yet. On Tuesday, you when you talk about groups who literally define themselves by their group and like carry the flag for their group and have this group think all the time, their identity is group. The identity is group identity, and this is who they are as a person, as whatever this group is. It's difficult to not lump people into groups. Like when you ask those, like when you ask that person, like, "Hey, tell me about yourself." Like the first thing is that not like is the group. Oh, I'm from here. Yeah, or you have your group's or, flag and your and your profile name, mm -hmm. something like that. Like you lump yourself into a group, and the first thing you say to someone is, "I'm this group," or "I'm a member of this group." So it's difficult to not look at people who only think in group identity as a group. Now, a counterpoint to that, I would say, is that <clears throat> I do think groups provide part of an identity. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I always hate to say that, like, don't box me in because I, I think in such individualized terms, but also like I'm a libertarian. That's a group. Yeah. Right. And I wouldn't say that that defines me as a person. Right. I think like, okay, where I came from and like family and God 
And like those types of things define me as who I am and the narrative that I navigate life with, but also being a libertarian is part of that because of what I believe based on a set of principles. So I'm just to push back on that point a little bit because I do think um, that, but, but, but I think what you're alluding to, which is the problem when you don't have any other identities or any other things that help produce your identity for you, some self-actualization and awareness, like let's say God or family or where you came from or anything like that, if you don't have those other factors, then in a religious sense, you derive your identity based on a group ideology. Your, sex, and this is your where, sexuality in this case. This is where it becomes dangerous. It is. Uh, collectivism is still the enemy. I, you know, this end wokeness page, which has some good stuff sometime. I thought it was a decent point. Not that I think anyone should do this, but it is. this goes back to that oppressor and oppressed thing. Uh, they say you put up fists in the air when George Floyd died. Then you added rainbow flags when Florida banned sexual instruction for K through 12. Then you put a Ukraine flag when Ukraine got invaded. Uh, but you can't spare a word of sympathy for the Christian community. And uh, not that no one has expressed any sympathy, but I would say that the uh, it's I would say it's uh, less likely to see the black fist rainbow flag Ukraine flag having people saying, I'm sorry for the Christian community, and I'm going to also put a cross in my profile name as a show of solidarity uh, for their right to exist and their, their right to not fear going to school because of who they are, or where they're going to school, you're not going to see that. But the problem with the narrative, especially from the media and what you see a lot is that it's almost like they say they're saying, and I'm not saying that some people have come out and said this, but I'm not saying the majority has come out directly and said this, but it's almost as if they're implying that it was deserved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the disgusting part about this, because even, even we talked about on this show when, when what happened to George Floyd, um, it was an injustice. Police officers were wrong in that case. And so were the rioters. <laughs> like, it's a very individualized approach. And so to have this mentality is just, in my view, disgusting. Jank Uger says, so whenever a Muslim, this guy, <sighs> I don't know if he's, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. I don't know if he is an insane gaslighter, manipulative animal, or if he is the most obliviously ignorant person I've ever seen in my entire life, like oh. just completely oblivious to all of the conversations that normally take place after a shooting. I think he's a genius. You think? Yeah. You think he's gaslighting? Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Okay. I think I'd, a lot of I think a lot of these people Sometimes I like to assume that are, he's just an idiot. No. I think I think genuinely a lot of these people that are prominent like this understand they're smart enough to understand exactly what they're saying, but they're narcissistic enough to play on that. Yeah. To manipulate people into buying their product, basically. So whenever he's Because you and I have talked about like how easy it would be 
you know, to be woke. Oh, yeah. Or when we were playing music, like, oh, if we just did butt rock. Just sell out. Country. Yeah. Sell out. You know? We know the formula. Why are we trying to write all this cool? You only need three chords. Yeah. That's it. These guys don't even need guitars. We know the formula. Yeah. But we choose not to follow that you formula. You get to the chorus within 30 seconds. You have to. Because the truth matters to us. So at the, the truth, at I was the, just thinking about the truth and the idea of music, you know, like there's like an objective truth about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, we're true to ourselves. Yeah. There you go. That our, I, our truth. Yes. And I think that that, <laughs> that is lacking and, and you know, um, at our own, let's say capitalistic peril maybe, or monetary peril. Mm -hmm. We've, we've decided to be true to ourselves because what else do you have if you, if you sell your soul to the devil? So, to dude, speak? it's not just the left, by the way. The, the Same people, on the right, the MAGA right, or the your Dinesh D'Souza's, and it, some of these guys, like some of the stuff they say is such low level, half level analysis thinking of every single problem. It would be so easy to just blast off this stupid tweet about whatever it is that has no evidence behind it or whatever and just get. 10,000 follows or 10,000 retweets on it uh, because of whatever dumb thing it was that you said. Like, that would be so easy to do that. And honestly, I I teeter back and forth between, well, I mean, would it be worth it to just uh, try and dumb down the message a little bit uh, to, to attract some people and try and turn them or something like that? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Not a biologist. So he says... Whenever a Muslim or transgender person does a shooting, it's because they're Muslim or transgender. But when straight Christian males do it, about 98% of the mass shootings, it's not their identity that's the problem. How can people not see how insanely irrational that is? Now, what he's, there was another one that was way worse. I'm going to save it for dumb bleep. But he's basically, he's basically alluding to the fact that this whole, this is a transgender problem is the first time he's ever seen anyone go towards someone's identity group as being an issue mm. and how just irrational that is. And this is just something that the right does whenever there's a shooting. Okay. But he literally does it he in the tweet. He does it. As he's talking And now about. when he says 98% of the mass shootings are straight Christian males, I need to... Not that it even matters. I need to see which database he's using at that time. Okay? Uh, need, to, need to look at the database. So I said, you do realize that people have been blaming whiteness and toxic masculinity for mass shootings for years, right? Are we done with that now? Because that's fine. If we just want to be done with that, and we'll just talk about it being the shooter's fault, and what was wrong with the shooter, and how can we prevent this from happening, then let's do it. If, we can all, if we're all going to agree that that's what we're going to do from now on, then that's great. That's I love it. we should have been doing all along. Yeah. This person comes on here and says, nope, because you still make up the majority of school shootings. A few outliers doesn't change anything. And I'm like, what do you mean, you? That's a weird thing. What do you mm -hmm. mean, you? You people, mm -hmm. okay? I said, I've not committed the majority of the school shootings. Do you mean people who look like me? And you know what he said? Yeah. One of the black guy gif say shaking his head yes this is actual racism 
Like in play. Now I know you can't be racist. Black people though, can't yeah. be racist, can't which be is ra- very a very convenient position to have. And you can't be racist against white <clears throat> people. And that's uh, so I'm saying mm-hmm. can't can't do it. But literally saying that I make up a majority of the school shootings, but I haven't done it. Do you mean people look like me? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, that's not going to solve anything, people. This is the dog- not going to work. This is the dogma religious aspect of it. If you're not with me, you're against me. And it's still that's... it's still the racism. It's still the collectivism. It's still the group mentality. Mm-hmm. It's it's us versus them. Yeah, all the time. Let's. Uh, you know, I got an argument the other day. This is totally off topic, but it's relevant. About I got an argument the other day with someone about the believe all women, mm-hmm. and I just happened to mention because they were saying that that you know they were scared of men and so i just happened to mention i was like well you know most men don't rape you know like the majority of men actually don't do this thing but the ones that do they should go to prison i believe and i'll go with i'll go with uh old ben on this one they should be castrated yeah you know, because it's disgusting to violate someone in that way. <clears throat> as long as they're proven beyond a reasonable doubt that they are guilty of the crime. I couldn't and agree I, with any physical harm in the matter because I'll that, never fully trust the proof. That is true, but... Just like I wouldn't go with the death penalty. I would say personally, I would, you know... Like if you wis- if you witnessed it personally, that's a different thing. I say mm. you take it into your own hands at that point. Okay. <laughs> Literally. That's, yeah. Grab the bull by the yeah. <laughs> grab the bull by the tail tail <laughs> and yank. Let's shift over to the no, but what I, I just let me finish that point okay. real quick because that conversation led to this person telling me that you literally they said you are the reason that women don't tell their stories because like, you require proof. Because I said I believe in a principle called innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And I'm me. And they said, yeah, you and men like you keep um, women from sharing their stories. And I'm like, okay, fair, fine. You know, there was I, a time. I don't believe all women. There was a time when we believed all women. And it was when a white woman would say that a black guy raped her. And since they believed her so much, they would take the black guy and they would hang him up from a tree after that. That was a mm-hmm. believe all women time. That I guess the women want to go back to. Also a time yeah. when Trump was president, but now Biden's yeah. <laughs> president, Tara Reid, never heard of her. Never heard of her. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Got some ice cream? <laughs> All right, let's go over to the Restrict Act right quick. Charlie, have you seen anything about the Restrict Act? Uh, yes, I've seen the a few TikTok things. ban that people are working through. I feel like we are a little bit ahead of the curve on this, even though we didn't talk about it last week, but on the day that the uh, congressional hearing was happening, the CEO, the CEO of TikTok uh, was up there explaining what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made this meme about how the TikTok ban was a Trojan horse uh, for the government being able to control like all forms of communication. Um, this is potentially worse than the Patriot Act. The Restrict Act is it's pretty bad. And the way I, the, what triggered that in my mind was I read a New York Times article. They listed three different bills that were out there. And they said that the Restrict Act was backed by the White House. And so I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> I was like, there's three of them. Two of them explicitly banned TikTok. One of them 
does not explicitly name TikTok at all. And that's the one that the White House picked have you seen to the, get behind. Have you seen the creator on TikTok making fun of the hearings? I've seen, yeah. He's a comedian. And oh, it's no. Absolutely hysterical. Oh, yeah. I think you, I think you showed like, that to me. Yeah, he I does did this see that. Yeah. thing, and he's like, uh, My brother does, sent that to me. TikTok used electricity yesterday. <laughs> that was good. It was Can a good one. <laughs> TikTok read my emails? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Is TikTok inside my computer? Yes or no? <laughs> All right, th- we'll start off with a, re- a funny it's thing so that good. happened. Uh, Jesse Waters, I think is the guy's name on Fox, had Lindsey Graham on here to talk about the Restrict Act, where Graham has no idea what bill he's asking him about, says he doesn't support it. Waters is like, you're a co-sponsor on the bill. <laughs> it was just, I have a tough time watching stuff like this, but Graham... And here's the problem. There are so many bills out there. The Congress people don't write any of them. They have no mm. place in writing any of these bills. It's like, oh, shit, Jim did give me a million dollars yeah. to put my name on this thing. And, and so they're asking about specific ones, and you got no clue which, but they came to, to you with a bunch of different bills that they asked permission to put your name on, and you were busy I don't know, dude, Lindsey Graham just, he's just looking for places to bomb out there, man. Mm-hmm. And, and so... It's 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 embarrassing, but it's deserved, I think. Let's try to get some answers out of the Senator Lindsey Graham, who supports this and is here now. You got to be kidding me, Senator. Did you read this? Yeah, I don't think I support the Restrict Act. (laughs) You don't support this because you were named as one of the supporters because this is garbage. Uh, Is this the one with John? There's two bills out there. One allows a review of businesses that that are connected to China, give the secretary the ability to protect our data. Uh, is that the Restrict Act? We got <laughs> S-686 right here, yeah. March 7th. Mm-hmm. And we got a bunch of Republicans supporting it because this thing is crazy town. You don't want yeah. the government looking into your private phone. No, I don't. If and they, they have a hunch you're colluding with the Russians, <laughs> we remember how yeah, that turned that's out. That's right. Yeah, no. Well, the Constitution trumps a statute. So let me come back and, uh, you know, give you a better explanation. <laughs> That's so good. Oh. I love that. I love that for him. I don't support this. <clears throat> you do. Your name's actually. on it. Yeah. It's on, it, it's on the bill. You're a supporter. I want to read you this real quick thing from Vice. The insanely broad restrict act could ban much more than just TikTok. The Restrict Act proposed piece of legislation provides one-way government, which provides one way the government might ban TikTok, contains insanely broad language and could lead to other apps or communication services with connections to foreign countries being banned in the U.S. Multiple digital rights experts sold motherboard. The bill could have implications not just for social networks, but potentially security tools such as VPNs that consumers use to encrypt and route their traffic. Although the intention of the bill is to target apps or services that pose a threat to national security, these critics worry that it much have, uh, might have much wider implications for the First Amendment. And the Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, quote, the Restrict Act is a concerning distraction with insanely broad language that raises serious human and civil rights concerns. Uh, someone whose credentials you don't care about. It's called the Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology. Mm. Nice. <sighs> there. Under the Restrict Act, the Department of Congress, Congress 
No, it's commerce. Uh, the Department of Commerce would identify information and communications technology projects products that a foreign adversary has any interest in or poses an unacceptable risk to national security. The announcement reads, the bill only applies to technology linked to a foreign adversary. These countries include China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and Venezuela. The bill's language includes vague terms such as desktop applications, mobile applications, gaming applications, payment applications, and web-based applications. No blockchain applications. Um, they actually do. Uh, t- there's another one here from Coin Center down here at the bottom. They said that there's basically a point in there where they could uh, they could use it to ban some cryptocurrencies as as well mm-hmm. if foreign governments uh, own enough of that cryptocurrency, then they could ban it outright, essentially for those for those transactions. Um, I just want to. There's a few things in here. How do they how do they say that the secretary in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate or otherwise mitigate, including by negotiating, entering into or imposing and enforcing any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the secretary determines poses an undue or unacceptable risk of sabotage or subversion of the design, integrity, manufacturing, production, distribution, installation, operation, or maintenance of information and communications technology products and services in the United States. (sighs) Catastrophic effects on the security or resilience of the critical infrastructure or digital economy of the United States interfering in or altering the result or reported result of a election? Where's it at? Where does it say election? (laughs) Oh, there it is. Federal election as determined in coordination with the Attorney General, Director of National Intelligence, the Secretary of Treasury, and the Federal Election Commission. Or? Or? I'm going to read the whole, whole thing. Otherwise poses an undue or unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or safety of United States. Charlie, it's just for national security purposes. Mm, And they'll never say uh, its involvement with a foreign adversary could just mean that um, a Russian oligarch bought stock in Facebook, you know, Mm. or owns a part of a company that has a game on... uh, that's on the marketplace on, on Apple, nothing like that. There's no way they would use this to monitor or control all communications that there are. Or the fact that they couldn't just label something a national security risk. Remember we just had all these Twitter files out there. We saw so broad the, the Hamilton 68 was the thing that was trying to, I believe they were the ones pushing so hard saying that there was Russian disinformation and Russian interference in the election. And Twitter kept saying that we're not seeing all these Russian bots and stuff that y'all are talking about. They're like, no, 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 you're seeing them. And so they end up finding people that they say are connected to these Russian bots. They they keep trying to manufacture this, this picture that these Russian bots and troll farms are controlling our narrative. And Twitter just can't, they just can't find it. They end up banning people that have nothing to do with Russians. And so you're telling me that these people 
are just going to be able to objectively decide that there is a legitimate national security threat for essentially, we just talked about all the different things uh, that were included in this, all the applications, mobile applications, gaming, payment, web-based applications, anything that could potentially pose a national security threat, could have effects on elections, could have uh, effects on the security of infrastructure or the digital economy, any of that, that they're just going to use it to ban TikTok? Anyone? Wow. China. <laughs> <laughs> Nate? You are... I know I'm just uh, simping for China right now. You know? That's what's actually going on. Uh, that's not what's actually going on. Yeah. It, look at this. Wireless local area networks. Look at it. Software, hardware, any product or service integral to telecommunications products and services, including wireless local area networks, mobile networks, satellite payloads, satellite operations and control, cable access points, wireless access points, it's like anyone who has any connection to anyone that they determine to be a foreign adversary or working for one or connected to one or shared the same room at an Airbnb as one at some point in time, they're going to be able to do whatever they want with it. Mm. And they're not just going to ban it outright. No, what they're going to say is, we have the authority to ban you outright. Therefore, you do what I want you to do. And you censor this or you change this or you give me this data. That's what it's going to be. They're not going to use it to ban stuff. They're going to use it to gain access to all of that information. And then threat. And yes. Use threats. Oh, oh, it's the Patriot Act only worse. It's the Patriot Act. For, oh, guess what, by the way? Can I get a praise report? Mm. Rand Paul says he opposes a TikTok ban. Who would have thought that we'd have a guy, a GOP, the one GOP senator coming out there and saying, no, we don't need to be banning TikTok. This is not a good idea. This is a Trojan horse. If people don't like TikTok, don't use TikTok. If you like your TikTok, you can keep your TikTok. Okay? You got one guy out yeah. there. Unfortunately, I think he's too short to be president. <laughs> I think that's the issue. Trump's mm. going to make fun of him. And his hair. And his hair, which he could fix. That's honestly on him. He cuts it himself. It doesn't look you know? that bad even, though. It's not the best. It's Compare the best his hair. hair to Trump's hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. His hair it's, is not quite as iconic, though. It's at least better than Trump's Should hair. Should he just grow it out more, you think? Maybe. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe straighten it? I don't know. Get a Brazilian blowout? <laughs> Who knows? Listen, uh, make sure... Agree. If you like your keep TikTok, keep your TikTok. It's, it's anything the government does is, is obviously going to take away freedom. But this, everything that I've seen on it so far, I haven't had as much time to deep dive into it as we just did, but it's completely egregious. And it more so, we more so now need to come up with market solutions to keep circumventing the, the crimes the government is committing against the American people. And if we want to use stuff like what it's doing to young, uh, to, to teens and stuff like that, I get it. I don't think that they should be on TikTok. Honestly, I don't think they should have a phone. Unless it's like a flip phone that they can use to call people in emergencies or something like that. Uh, but that's a, per that's a parenting problem, you know? Since when did the government become people's parents? And that's what essentially a bunch of people are saying. If you want to say it for that reason, that's not going to work. If you want to say it's a security problem, 
I get it. Not a big fan of China either, but I think we got our own bigger problems right here. And we just see that the government's just trying to create its own backdoor into everything by, by getting a bill like this through. And hopefully something like this never does go through. There are a couple other things we're going to mention. Charlie had to leave. He's gone. We, he was late showing up for the show and he had to leave at noon. And so now he's gone. So now it's just me. I'm not going to run through everything. I wanted to name a couple things that I found interesting before we get to dumb bleep tomorrow. Uh, Russia tried to get the UN Security Council to vote. Well, they did vote on having an independent investigation by the the UN Security Council into the Nord Stream attack. Russia wanted them to investigate the Nord Stream attack. And guess what happened? Uh, it didn't. It didn't go through. They they don't they don't want to investigate it. There's already a few countries that are looking into this right now. I believe it's uh, Denmark, Germany, and Sweden are the countries already looking into it. But Russia says that they don't trust these nations doing these investigations. They want the UN Security Council to look into this. And guess what? It didn't pass. I find it odd that they are the ones that are trying to look at this and uh, these other countries are like, no, 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 we don't want to look at it. We don't want to do that. Why do you think that is? I'm not going to tell you why it is. I think you guys already know. Okay. Good news. The Senate finally revoked the president's authority to bomb Iraq, which we've had. We still had a 1991 AUMF authorization of the use of military force and a 2002 AUMF. And now those are both gone. So we can't just willy-nilly bomb Iraq right now because we're mad at Iraq about stuff. I realize that that's not the whole picture because they still have the 2001 AUMF, which is much more broad, of war on terror AUMF, where we can go after uh, anyone that we think is aiding in this, uh, in this terror terrorism. And they're not wanting to get rid of this one. In fact, Rand Paul, I believe, tried to get them to get rid of that one last week, and he only got nine votes in favor of dropping the 2001. But this is at least an incremental step towards taking away some of the war powers. They just need to go a little bit further because that 2001 one is the uh, more important one. The other thing that I found concerning this week that we didn't talk about, like I said, I just want to make sure we mention before we get to uh, Dumb Bleep tomorrow. The news came out this week that an IRS agent visited Matt Taibbi's home the same day that he was in front of Congress testifying about the weaponization of the government the government weaponization uh, when it comes to Twitter. Of course, he was heavily involved with the, uh, the Twitter files. Now, from what I can see, nothing came of it. The IRS agent left a note. I don't know if it was a threatening note or anything like that. Isn't it weird? I'm just saying. Really, really weird coincidence. And like, once again, I'm not saying they did anything, not saying they're auditing him or whatever. How is it that an IRS agent happened to show up to talk to Matt Taibbi and leave a note for him at the exact time that he happened to be testifying in front of Congress about things that the government was doing that that was wrong? That the person was clearly sent because this was happening. We know that. That much of a coincidence did not happen. And so why are they doing that? 
Well, we've seen the IRS being weaponized before in the past by the Obama administration. And I'm wondering if that same thing is happening again. In fact, I'm not wondering it's probably happening again. Just a little reminder for you. Uh, we can make your life a living hell, so maybe you ought to step in line just a little bit. I think that's, I think it was kind of weird. Okay. I'm out of here. Charlie's already, he's clearly left. I still got his camera on. He's not here right now. Make sure you share and hit follow, do all that stuff. Sharing is very important. Sharing in this case truly is caring because you can share and you still have it at the same time. It, it, it divides, you know, it's not like you share a, a thing that you have and then you don't have it anymore. You know, you just share this information, this podcast with your friends, with your family. We need to grow the audience. And that's how we're going to grow the audience for free. Right now, we are running ads on Twitter at the moment as well. But we need you to share this with your friends, your family. Could be a video, could be the actual podcast, could just be you hitting retweet or share on some social media platform. But really, all you guys out there doing that, that is more helpful than I can even explain to you. And so if you do all of those things, and I, I mean all of them, we'll be back here tomorrow for Dumb Bleep of the Week. And then I'm going on a vacation right afterwards with my mom to Destin, Florida, taking her down to the beach for her birthday. Really pumped about doing that. We'd never gone on a vacation uh, before, especially not to a beach. So going to have a good time, but that's going to be at the beginning of next week. Okay, so... It's about to potentially get spotty here once again. Anyway, do all those things. If you do all that, I'll be right back here again tomorrow. Till then, have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.